0: Hey there, welcome to the More Than a Circle podcast from Storyly. This is where we discuss disruptive ideas that can unlock new channels, spark creativity, and inspire the mobile ecosystem. In every episode, Team Storyly will get together with industry and subject matter experts and key opinion leaders to explore new topics, share their insights and knowledge, and offer valuable advice and guidance to help listeners understand and stay ahead of the latest trends and developments in the industry. Whether you are a marketer, a developer, a designer, or simply someone interested in the future of mobile technology, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive into More Than a Circle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the More Than a Circle podcast series from Storley. I'm Cansu. I'm a senior product manager at Storley. And today I'm together with two of my co-workers, Storley's chief product officer, IKUT, and senior product marketing manager, Khan. Hey guys, welcome. I'm so excited about uh, today's topic uh, because it's all about product. And I'm so happy that I will be sharing this scene with you guys. So uh, let's just jump into it. Today, uh, we will actually talk about IKUT's product focus challenge. So uh, IKUT started this product challenge uh, on the first day of November 2022. And um, that day he kicked this off and he explored uh, 100 products every single day for 100 days. So uh, I don't know about UConn, but for me, getting these emails, exploring new products every single day, 9 a.m. sharp, was a great experience for me. So now I feel a bit lost. And um, let's just start asking questions. I know that Khan, you also have many questions like I do. Yes. So yeah. I could, I will just shoot the first question uh, because I know that there's a great backstory of this challenge. And I really want our listeners to hear this too. So how did you come up with this idea? Could Can you please tell us?
1: There are multiple things behind it. Uh, the first thing is of course, like, you know, I hate status quo. I hate my routines. And I'm always trying to change these routines to challenge myself, to learn more about myself and uh, just getting out of my own comfort zone. I have some duties uh, since I'm a leader in this company, but I I needed an inspiration. And that inspiration was just a movie. I just watched a movie uh, in that weekend. It was Julie and Julia. And that, that pushed me to do something. In that movie, uh, probably you already know Julia Child. She is a great chef. Uh, She was an American person and and she lived in Paris and and she just created a culinary book, French culinary book with American parts on it. And I mean, her story is full of inspiration. But then in the movie, there is a character, uh, Julie. Julie just learned more about Julia uh, and learned more about her culinary uh, skills and her life. And then Julie decided to do like 500 recipes every day uh, with a blog uh, in these times. So that blog was an inspiration for a lot of people. And Julie's life was a bit boring before the blog. And and basically in the movie, we are watching the change on Julie's life. And that was an inspiration for me because like I thought, if I can do something similar, that can also change myself. And I can also learn more about myself, my own taste. because it's really hard to define what product taste is. So that was a discovery uh, call for me. and and yes, I started this challenge to just, I mean, without knowing anything about the feature actually. I just I just did it and during that journey, of course, there were a lot of good stuff uh, that happens to me.
2: So it's a very nice uh, like backstory uh, about this 100 days, 100 products. So you said, like, I want to discover myself. So what did you discover in yourself after this uh, period?
1: Of course, it was not like a, a huge discovery. But instead, what I was trying to understand is like, what is my my own product taste? Because like, uh, while we are evaluating something, of course, we use data a lot. We use a lot of research, a lot of feedback, etc. But most of the time, what makes pro- a product unique is taste of builders. So there are great products out there. Uh, and they have touched on, from uh, the builder's taste. And, and that taste is a bit uh, different to explain because like there is no science behind it most of the time. So what I've learned, there is no standard explanation of that taste, for me at least, uh, sometimes I'm hooked by great marketing activities sometimes I'm hooked by the, by a great idea sometimes just a functionality itself uh so this sort of stuff if if I find something really different something really unique uh that that gets my attention directly so during our building process in our company or even in my career that, That is my number one goal, I guess, like making something different, something unique that people love to use.
0: So um, I could actually, you really caught my attention when you said the product taste, because um, we talked about this before. Um, There is this very famous uh, interview of Steve Jobs, the Lost interview, probably you know it. So um, at one part, he says that it all comes down to taste. And um, I'm like, whenever I saw this, I immediately thought about that product taste. So um, I'm curious about one thing. So you, you talked about the builder's taste in products and like how you actually sense it while using the product. Uh, can you just give maybe one or two examples of that, you know, builder's taste that you, that you can, you know, feel in one product that you mentioned in the, in the challenge?
1: For example, like right now, I am using ARC browser. ARC completely altered the browsing experience for the Internet, right? We, are, we were using Internet browsers, and, and every bit of them were similar to each other, actually. Chrome is just a different version of Safari. Safari is just a different version of Mozilla. Opera is pretty similar. We have tabs, we have extensions, uh, we have full screen images. Like, if we want to split, then we need different windows. You know the deal, but with Arc it completely changed. So basically, right now the way I consume the internet is changed, and I am thinking like I'm using an internet operating system while I am using Arc browser. Uh, so every bit of item that they that they brought to uh, this browser basically changed my behaviors as well. So I am trying to become not just myself, but better version of myself because like all of these features and the way they deliver these features just changed my habits uh and and that was a huge improvement for my myself uh in the list i remember raycast as well raycast is a similar tool for me but out of the list like there are also some popular examples like slack altered our communication our like business communications in our work life and And probably you remember uh, while pages were loading, uh, Slack was pushing messages like how beautiful you are today, etc. So these sort of messages, these emojis, these interaction points just changed how we communicate to each other. So that taste, I mean, there is no single feature request out there that can say that just please show me some messages during page load. Instead, people just don't like to wait and, and we can play with their emotions. So those emotions can only be changed via this product taste. So that taste, I mean, Slack team probably has that taste, uh, especially in the beginning. Uh, so, yeah, these are the examples came to my mind.
2: So I think it's a, like a very big challenge, also a psychological challenge to have the motivation to keep up to find good products with a builder's taste. and. Uh, to write, you know, intros about them, to build a a backstory about them. So I'm also curious about like the stories inside those, the emails that you sent, that you were linking each product to a context where you explain a kind of a brief story. So how how you create those stories? Like, because, you know, in in products, we all know that uh, like storytelling and then have a product story is also important. So was the challenge for you to to come up with a backstory for each product or each product gave you a kind of a story from a builder's taste perspective that you created those emails?
1: Mm -hmm. Khan, I'll be honest with you. Yes, I started this challenge at the beginning of November, but I just tweeted uh, before the 1st of November. And I said that I will do this challenge. And while I was posting that tweet, I didn't know that... Like how I can do this sort of stuff consecutively for 100 days. So that was the beginning point. There's a single lesson that you need to keep in mind. If you want to scale anything, you need to have a framework, you need to have a structure. If you don't have a structure if you don't have a like standard standardized methodology you cannot scale anything i mean it could be sales it could be marketing it could be product development anything you need to have a structure to just scale it so basically what i need to do is like if i write just a couple of articles i need to scale that so i need to have a structure so the first tactic was i just created an agenda for every blog post so It was the same for every 100 blog posts. And it should include something about myself. Uh, Because like my aim in the beginning was not to become popular or to get more likes uh, for these articles. Instead, as I said, I was trying to learn more about myself as well. So uh, what I did was to understand my product taste. I need to understand which emotions are triggered by the product's that I picked for that specific day. So that emotion inspired me on my personal stories. And, and believe me, not, not just 100, like every uh, one in the earth have thousands of stories. Like in a single day, we are having multiple stories, a lot of stories, like your, your dialogue with a taxi driver. Uh, when you get uh, your food from a grocery company uh, or like food delivery company, and when they brought that food to you probably you have a dialogue the carrier guy so there are a lot of dialogues there are a lot of stories in our life and basically that was the inspiration if if i understand the emotion then i can come up with uh one of my previous backstories so that that was the part uh, in these blog post for 100 days and it was the easiest part actually the hardest part was about the future of these products because like sometimes you may like that product but making a research about them take a lot of time and and that research sh- should have some certain quality right you need to understand the company all the builders in it etc so sometimes especially i was while i was discovering products from different languages uh, other than english like spanish products etc that that was hard for me Continue consecutive 100 days to that is just a discipline i think that's one of my strong skill set like my father was a soldier so i was <laughs> I, I have grown in a discipline way so when i do stuff i do stuff so i knew that uh, i will be able to do it for 100 days even in the first day
0: i could um i mean Everything sounds so hard to me, so I'm very curious you're you're a very busy man i mean you you uh you're our manager, you lead the product team here um so how did you even find time for this every single day because I can see that it is very time consuming like finding the product, writing your own story, connecting with your emotions. How, how did you even do that? Did you have a structure on that too? Early in the mornings yes. and late at nights?
1: The first thing I discovered is like every article takes one or one and a half hours to write. Basically, then the question is, how would you prioritize that? Then I start my day. I know that like I'm working full-time in a full-time job. So it will take eight to 10 hours every day. I need at least two hours slot to write that article. Yes, uh, one or one and a half hours just writing it, but I need also a half hour to just concentrate on it. I had my job, let's say for 10 hours. Then I had two hours, this challenge. Then there's another 12 hours in life that uh, I need to decide what to do in it. So that was the mindset behind it. So, So when you think things like this, you can you can always find something and and in my case yeah I slept less during these hundred uh days and and yes it was sometimes hard uh, my routine most of time like I'm a morning guy so I wrote articles in the mornings like every morning I was writing uh, the next day's post but I remembered times that i missed some articles and i woke up at 4 a.m write the article for that specific day and publish it before nine uh there were some days like this but anyway i mean if you want to prioritize something in your life you can do it for sure i mean there is no there is no obstac- obstacle on that
2: i think you also mentioned like uh, for those who want to challenge themselves they need to connect this challenge to something, you know, uh, personal. Because in your challenge, you you connect this to your uh, emotions and to discover your own product taste. So I think what you say is to be also structured, also guides, will guide people, you know, to to understand what they need when they start to a challenge that they need to discover also themselves. But in your... uh, In your series, there were products like software products, but also physical products like uh, Bombas. So what I'm curious is that what were your sources to find those products? Because there were plenty of different products in in your different domains. So where were you looking to find those products?
1: As I said before, you need to have a structure to scale. So my structure was for weekends, I was focusing on physical products. Uh, For weekdays, I would... I need to have at least one mobile application. Uh, most of the time, at least one FinTech application and at least two uh, B2B SaaS or B2C SaaS applications. So that was pretty much the structure. And and for the sources, I, I had a couple of tactics again. Of course, we are all product on fun and, and we know uh, how to use product on. IndieAkers was another source, uh, beta page, Uh, was another source, but also like, you know, Slack channels for every marketing Slack channel, there is a promotion channel. In that promotion channel, people are promoting their products. So that was another discovery point. And for the mobile apps, most of the time I change my country in my phone to see what's going on in the App Store or Google Play Store. So that was another part of it. And, And one last thing, there are great Series A fonts out there and they're doing due diligence pretty heavily. And not just these VCs, uh, there are also some, I don't know how to call it, but but there is YC, there is Techstars. So they're picking startups every year. Like Even for this year, in YC Spring Batch, they picked more than 200 products, among 2,000 products, by the way. So what they pick probably has something special in it. This is my habit. I am going YC page. I am checking their companies list. I am checking every product uh, in my spare time. And it's always inspiring because you can understand what's going on all around the world because like people are applying from different parts of the world to YC. You can easily understand that, oh, there is something going on in Spain uh, about fintech or oh, There's something going on in Africa about news, so you can easily understand this by checking these YC's company page, Techstars company page, VC portfolios, etc. Uh, that's that's yeah, the last tactic that I use.
0: I could I see that products are very inspiring, but I think your routines are also very inspiring and very strict. So, um, you actually answered this, um, in a way, but uh, what were the criteria for you to pick? those products? Like probably you checked, I don't know, maybe it's a thousand products during this process. And how did you pick that 100 among them?
1: It's a great question. Like, so first of all, when I see a new product, the first thing I look at is the idea behind it, the problem that they're trying to solve or the opportunity that they are chasing. If there's something interesting in it, so I am into it. Then I check their landing page, their social media, et cetera. If I find, if I find some silly mistakes like typos or, or weird images or like something that doesn't look good or okay, like not in a structured way, then it's a red flag for me. Of course, for every product, I have tried to use them. I had tried to at least create something with them. That's also another like evaluation criteria for me. But there was no grading for these products. So if it gets, I mean, there are some products in that list. I love their marketing, product development efforts, the idea behind it, the problem that they are trying to solve. I love every bit of it. And there are some products in there. I love how they did it. But the outcome might not be the best and the shiniest product ever, but their way of doing it, was the greatest thing that I see uh, in a long run. So the, these are the things. So normally I am really a pessimist guy in my life, but while I, I am looking at products, I think I am the most optimist guy in the world.
2: So I have another question. While you were uh, talking about uh, your sources of finding these products and where to find them, uh, you mentioned like you were checking product hunt, beta page and uh, indie hackers and some, you know, uh, early stage puns like Techstars and so on. So it feels like these are all early stage startups like seed, pre-seed, maybe not later than a Series A. And do you think, is there a reason that, we, that maybe you didn't realize or that you did uh, deliberately that you don't or you are not inclined to... Select products, you know, in from more established companies. Is it like as the company scales and grow and becomes more established, do they use the builder tastes?
1: It's a great question. I think there might be some correlation, uh, but let me be honest with you. Actually, there are some billion dollar companies in that list as well. Uh, Most of the time, what we have seen is like when the company grows, it's not just a single product anymore. They have different products, different solutions. Sometimes they package in a single domain, like xyz.com domain. But the thing is, when, when they're in that stage, they're pushing ads everywhere. So you can easily find them. And there is no discovery element in there for me. So, of course, there are great improvements on Microsoft Office, for example. But checking Microsoft Office blog for the new developments or new products was not in my focus during that hundred days. But but of course, right now I'm really curious about like seeing ChatGPT in Bing, but everyone knows about it. So it's it's a bit weird to write a blog post about hey, Bing started to use ChatGPT and I am so excited, etc. I mean, everyone felt the same way. But finding undiscovered stuff, I mean, that's the juicy part, I guess. That's why I picked most of the time, the smallest uh, products or companies.
0: Uh, I could, so um, as far as I understood, so uh, you actually looked at these products in both a consumer or a customer perspective, but also a product management perspective, right? So
1: you were checking the landing page. And perspective, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so um, like, did it ever affect your um, way of, Product management. Like, did you did you learn any lessons on it while doing so in terms of product development or product
1: management? It's it's really hard for me to list these things. But one of the things that I love most about product management is every bit of item that you do during product management carries a lot of stuff from your personality, from your emotions, etc. Even if you're reading a fiction novel or you're traveling other part of the world or checking some art these all will affect how you produce your products how you manage your products how you communicate with your clients to understand the problems etc in the bottom like i'm always saying that product management is equals to empathy skills if you want to build an empathy skill you need to understand people you need to understand life and it's an impossible task it's an ongoing task you cannot say that oh i understood the people there is no way to do that but it's an it, it's a journey uh, that will never end i think like this discovery process like taught me a lot of stuff about myself my discipline my limits my borders etc and yes it affected my product management methodology but everything, like even the food I ate yesterday affected my product management methodology. So I am not separating this journey from others. Yeah, that, that's that's overall my summary about this.
2: And I want to ask uh, a, a kind of product marketing question. So you explored many, many products. Uh, and I was curious whether you uh, came across to a great product with poor marketing, because we know that... Uh, even in the early stages, you need to convey your message, your use cases, your positioning very well, you know, to to convince your uh, users. So I was curious whether there was a, a great product with poor marketing, and and why you think so.
1: I think I think it's really hard to judge products from where I stand. So I can I can say how it made me f- feel, but it's really hard that like they have a bad marketing or they have a bad product because like we don't know their uh, situation. We don't know their environment, but there were some products built by indie developers. And I felt that like this product is so good, but it needs better positioning maybe, or better design, or maybe better marketing, better, uh, better branding. So I felt these emotions for some products, like for example, Photopea, uh, it's like Photoshop alternative for browser. and, And I mean, it drives me nuts because like it's really great product. I mean, you can do pretty much anything in it. But the thing is like they are not advertising it so much or they are not making it more shiny, more beautiful, et cetera, you know? So when, uh, if you don't give a chance to that tool, you may not understand its value. And when you see their landing page or when you see the the first screen in their product, you might just give up, you know? Because like, It's not that charming. There are also some tools that are, which are doing marketing, product marketing pretty well, but the functionality part of it, like problem solving part of the product may be missing. Potofi is one of the samples that came to my mind.
0: So, um... Let's just jump into the fun part. So I could I know that you also met a few people, maybe founders, uh, while doing this uh this challenge. So would you like to share a few of these? Like who did you meet, or did you receive any like interesting comments over
1: your reviews? Let me tell you a story about it. So, first of all, I was not doing this to just promote myself or like uh getting benefit from the marketing activities of these tools. That's why I was not tagging them, actually. So even in my tweets about my blog post, I never just mentioned those brands because like, I, I felt it's a bit inappropriate. There was one tool, actually, one product that I couldn't have actually used it. But when I see it, I felt the difference. Hagimus. I love these Porsche animals. I mean, uh, from my childhood, I had a beer and I was talking with him a lot. And with hugimals, they, they also have a technology. I mean, it's so surprising for me seeing some technology in these Porsche animals. And and uh, they were actually balancing uh, the weight of the toy. So that's why when you hug them, you feel like you're hugging a person. I don't have any hugimals. Uh, I didn't have a chance to buy any Hagimel while I was in US. US, uh, but that will be the first thing I will do when I go there. After that blog that I talked about Hagimel's, Hagimel's CEO just wrote me from LinkedIn and, and she was saying thank you, etc. And what I felt like, God, please. Please let her give me a free hagimul and let her send hagimul to Turkey. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, of course she didn't do it because, like, it's even hard to send these posh animals uh, to Turkey from US. Uh, but yeah, that that was that was one of the incidents that I faced with my true myself.
0: I could maybe after this podcast uh, she can listen and maybe this time <laughs> she can send
1: one.
2: And what do you hope to convey to the product community after this experience? It's a hard
1: question. I'm just an ordinary guy who are dealing with product management for many years. And then I am not in a position to convey anyone to do anything. Uh, at least that's what I feel. Maybe I can say what I am doing. We are building some stuff. We are building some products. We are, we are producing something. And then production, of course, tied with consumption. So what do you consume? is what you consume is actually who you are so maybe everyone can pay more attention to what they consume uh of course that that improved themselves at least at least it improved myself at least that's what i felt uh during these uh 100 days
0: uh i could so we are also coming to the end of this podcast. So um, I will ask the most anticipated question of today. So what are your top three products among (laughs) those 100?
1: All right. That's a hard question for me because I said that there is no like grading uh, that I used. But of course, I remember a couple of them. For example, Gamma was so eye-catchy for me. I'm still using Gamma. Other than Gamma, like uh, maybe Raycast Again, I am still using Raycast to just do command K activities for my operating system. And uh, finally, yeah, maybe ARC browser. If I need to list, I can say that number one is ARC, number two is Raycast, number three is Gamma.
0: All right, so we are out of questions. I could, and uh, it was amazing. It was so much fun talking to you, as always. And I think uh, it was very insightful for me and Khan. And I hope it is like this for our listeners as well. So, um, thank you everyone for hanging out with us and for joining our conversation. So if you liked what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an update and never miss an episode from us. And uh, you can always leave us a review. We would really love to hear what you think. Uh, Or if you have any suggestions for future episodes or just want to say hi, you can always DM us or reach out to us over Twitter, over LinkedIn. Until next time, keep being awesome. And we will catch you in the next episode of More Than a Circle. Bye.